Okay, we're getting ready to this start. This is the day. This is the day that the Lord has made. That the Lord has made. I will rejoice. I will rejoice and be glad in it. And be glad in it. rejoice and be glad in it. We thank you for those who have called in and those who have joined us on the phone. We truly give God all glory, honor, and praise that he was able to bring us together this morning. Brother Greg, if you're there, can you lead us off with a morning prayer?
Our scripture lesson for today is Romans chapter 8, starting at the 6th verse. Romans chapter 8, starting at the 6th verse. Chapter 8. Yeah. Chapter 8, starting at verse 6. Okay. But everybody has to say amen. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is the enmity against God, for it is subject to the law of God, nor, nor indeed can it be. So then those who are in the flesh cannot please God. But, we, but you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. And indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. If Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the Spirit, because of righteousness, but of the sin, but of the Spirit of Him who has raised raised Jesus Christ from the dead, dwells in you. He has raised Christ from the dead. He will also give life to your mortal bodies through the Spirit who dwells within you. Amen. Amen. And we have another selection. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Since I laid my burdens down, oh glory, glory, hallelujah, since I continue to pray for those who are sick and shuttering list, but as somebody posted on Facebook, we're all on the shuttering list right now because of this virus. But we truly thank God we have the opportunity to come together, to share, just to be encouraged, to hear what God has in store for us. So we do thank Him for this time for us joining together, and we truly give Him the glory, honor, and praise. As I checked on the, uh, a couple people yesterday, they will all say they were doing good. Yes, we know we're in the house and we can only go outside for a short period of time. But, you know, I've used the time for reflection and just continue to study his word to continue to get a deeper understanding. But we truly do thank him for all that he's doing. He knows all about this. We know that we hear different reports every single day. But trust God, you know, lean not on our own understanding. He will guide and direct us. But we do truly thank him for what he is doing and allowing us to come together in this medium, for we realize, although the building is closed, we are still the church. 
And when we go out into the highways and byways, God has moved us out of our physical building, but we're still in his presence and we are the church. We profess to be Christians. We know that we are the church no matter where we go. We represent the church and all that we do. So we use this opportunity to just um, trust him and they will be used by him so that he will be the one who gets the glory, honor, and praise and all that is taking place. Um, in the scripture that we read in Romans chapter 8, it says, For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. And the thought I'm going to leave with you today is, is he living in you? Let us pray. Father God, we just come to you in Jesus' name. Truly give you all glory, honor, and praise. And now we've come to the time that we will study the word and we'll hear the word. Father God, I ask that we apply it to our hearts, that you will use us in the way that you see fit, that someone will see something different in us. I ask that the words of my mouth and the attention of my heart will be acceptable in my sight. O oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Amen. When we see all that is going on, we realize that, you know, as Christians and in this walk, Sometimes we have, to be, we have to be very careful of who we are and what we do at all times. And in the letters in Romans, we find out to be carnally minded is death. When we think like the world, we're separating ourselves from God and all that he has in store for us. And if we want to have peace in this time, we have to be spiritually minded. In other words, set our minds on the thing that God has for us. Seek his face on a daily basis so that we'll have peace in the midst of the storm. And understand this, while we're having this peace, Satan's going to try to attack us every single chance that he gets, asking us, where's our God in this process? God knew this was going to happen, so he's asking us to just trust him, be, have, be spiritually minded, focus on him, ask the Holy Spirit to lead God and direct us during this time. Because you see, the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God. And we realize that when our mind is carnal, we can't follow God's laws. We can't follow his commandments. We don't ask him for forgiveness of sin. We walk around saying we're fine and everything is just going good and we're happy. We think we're happy. But when we lay down at night, we find out we have no peace. We find out we're tossing and turning because we're not sure what's going to happen next. But those of us who believe, when we lay down at night, we should have peace that if he calls us home tonight, then we'll be happy. And I'm going to encourage our family that we know that we're going to see him face to face so we can have peace in the midst of the storm. You know, people staying up, you know, listening to the news. Yes, we need to know what's going on around us, but don't let it have an effect on us that we're not sure what step to take next because God is our provider. He is yes, the one he is. who makes the way for us every yes. single day. Yes, so you is. see, it says, then those who are in the flesh cannot please God. And we know when we walk around in the flesh, we act in the flesh, we react in the flesh. We, we, we sin by thought, word, and deed, but we don't ask God to forgive us. So when we act out, we say, oh, that's just who I am. That's the way I am. But when we know who we are in Jesus Christ, we know that when we sin, we can confess our sins, ask God to forgive us, clean us up, and make us brand new. And it's a daily thing. So once we are saved, we have to continue to build that relationship with him every single day. It says, but you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. And indeed, the Spirit of God dwells in you. So we have to ask ourselves this question during this time. Who are we trusting in? Are we trusting in man or are we trusting in God? Are we asking him to lead us and guide us every step of the way so that when we hear that we may be locked down, we know that God will provide for us. He's provided everything we've needed over these last two weeks. And we realize that we don't need a whole lot of stuff. We don't have to constantly run. We don't, we're not, nobody can go shopping anyway. So do you know what's in our closets have been sufficient? Yes, we need food. We go out, we get just what we need because God's going to provide for us day by day and step by step. 
So when we're spiritually minded, we know that He is our provider. We know that He is the one who meets our needs. And when we trust Him, He will help us every step of the way. It says in verse 10, And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit of life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He who raised Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies. So God is letting us know He's the one that puts the life in us. And we confess our sins. He's the one that helps us every step of the way. It says, if he raised Jesus from the dead, after three days, he raised him up. He dwells in him. And now when we accept Christ as our Lord and Savior, he dwells in us. So we have to trust him every single day. All that is going on, know that he is working it out step by step and day by day. In Psalm 130, it says, I cried out to the depths of your Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my supplications. If you, Lord, shall mark, it, mark iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? But there is forgiveness in you, that you, may, that, you may be, that you may be feared. I wait for the Lord. My soul waits for the Lord. And in his word, I do hope. When we study his word, we, have, we know that we have hope. Like I said, I'm using, the, you know, when we can't go out... Instead of looking at TV, I turn to his word because that's what's helping me get through this. That's what's helping me. And I ask him, give me the words to say to the people. And if we study his word, we find out he'll meet us every step of the way. It goes on in verse 6 to say, My soul waits more for the Lord than those who watch for the morning. When we hope in the Lord, we don't have to worry about what time of day it is. When we hope in the Lord, we don't have to worry if the sun is shining. When we hope in the Lord, we don't have to worry if it's raining out because God knows all about it. Yes, more than those who watch in the morning. O Israel, hope in the Lord, for the Lord is mercy, and in him there is abundant redemption. And that's what that people know now. In him there is abundant redemption. Those who don't know him, those who are listening, those who are watching, if we know that we have joy, we have peace, but those who don't know, if you turn to him, confess your sins, as Jesus Christ is in as your Lord and Savior, you have forgiveness, you will receive forgiveness, and then you can stand and trust him every step of the way. And then we have hope that we have been redeemed. Bought with a price. Yes. Jesus is the one who paid it all for us, and he shall redeem Israel from all his iniquities. And as I said time and time again, put yourself in that place where Israel is. When we confess him as our Lord and Savior, when we cry out to him, he redeemed us from all our iniquities. And that should put our mind on the focus that we don't have to go back to doing the things that we used to do. Because he is the one who has set us free. We don't have to worry about somebody bringing up our past saying, look at what's going on. We're under it. We're under attack, but we know God is the one who's working out every step of the way. He has redeemed us, so we don't have to fear anything that man may say. He has met our needs every single day, not only during these past two weeks, over the years that we have lived. When we turn to him, a change has taken place. When we turn to him, he leads us and guides. When we turn to him, he will never leave us nor forsake us. And when we understand that, we can walk, we can say that I have been redeemed, brought with a price. Jesus gave us his only life for me and for you, and he's still doing it right now. So those who may not know, now is the time to confess him as your Lord and Savior, so that he will live inside of you. When we say that, when people ask about when we accept Jesus Christ, we receive the Holy Spirit. You don't have to run from place to place trying to find it. When you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, the Spirit starts to dwell inside of you. God starts living inside of us. He has awakened something inside of us this very moment to trust him now more than ever before. So we have to lean and depend on him as we go through. When we trust him, he will lead us. And there's some right now who are out there in the wilderness. 
As, as in Ezekiel chapter 37, the dry bones. And the hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit and set me down in the midst of the valley. It was full of bones and he, it was full of bones and he caused me to pass them by all around saying in a very open valley. Indeed, they were very dry. So he said to me, son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, oh, oh Lord, you know, the same thing is happening to now, happening now. We walk around, we see people in the midst of in a dry, dry state. They don't know which way to turn. They don't know who to trust. So God is telling us, can we, can we prophesy to these bones? Will these bones live? When we hear the word of God, a spark should ignite inside of us so that he'll bring us back to the right, right place. And in verse 4, again, he says to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord to these bones, surely I will cause breath to enter you and you shall live. I will put sinews on you and bring flesh upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live and you shall know that I am the Lord. So as I prophesied as commanded and as I prophesied, there was a noise, a sudden rattling. The bones and the skins covered them over, but there was no breath in them. So God lets us know that when we start, when we start seeking him and searching out for him, something happens inside of us. We're not doing the things that we used to do. Our ways have changed. In other words, some dry bones now have some life in them. But he went on, as, as Ezekiel was prophesying, he said, as the skin covered them, there was no breath in them. So although they had all the things they needed, they were still missing something. And people right now are walking around and they're missing something. That's why we walk around in a state of fear, not trusting that he's living inside of us. So he said to me, prophesy, prophesy on the son, son of man. It says, breathe. Thus says the Lord, come from the four winds and breathe on these, on these slain that they may live. So I prophesied that he commanded me. And breath came into them and they lived. And they stood upon their feet and they were an exceeding great army. So God lets us know that we are an exceeding great army. We may think we're out here by ourselves. When we look, when we trust him, he will show us that we are an army for him. That will go out there and tell a dying world about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That tell them that they can live again. They don't have to fear what's going on. And we are praying for those who have been, who have, have been caught with this virus. That, Father, that the Lord will heal them. But God's will will be done in their lives every single day. We have to trust and know he's working it out. Don't worry about what the, what the president is saying, that we may lock down people, or do, every day something changes. But one thing that we know, God's word does not change. God does not change. He changes us. So when we hear all these things, day by day, it's a different report. But trust God. Know that he's going to be the one that's going to hold us. He's going to be the one that leads us and guides us. All yes. we have to do is just lean and depend on him. And when we lean and depend on him, he has all the answers that we need. We have to trust him every single day, not just when it's convenient for us. You see, when it's going good, we have no problem. But when the problem starts, that's when we need to lean and depend on him more than ever before. That's when we have to look to him for guidance and direction. So that when we when we know that he's inside of us, when he dwells in us, there's a different there's something should be something different about us. That we are able to go and do what he needs us to do. That although we may be locked in, we can still reach out to those. We can call them. We can just, you know, if you live in a building in your neighborhood. Just knock on the door. Use the six-foot rule if you have to, but just to make sure that they're okay. Because somebody may be sitting right now saying, I just need to know that God is real, and he's going to use us to show the world that he is real, that he's working through us to help those who are in need. And when, he, when we do that, we trust him every step of the way. 
And then look, and he said in verse 11, he said to me, son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Then indeed say our bones were dry and our hope was lost and we ourselves were cut off. When we're lost, we feel that we have no hope, that we have been cut off. But we are the ones who cut ourselves off from God. So God is letting us know, return to him. Now more than before, he says, therefore prophesy and say to them, thus saith the Lord, behold my people. I will open the graves and cause you to come from your graves. I will bring you into the land of Israel. I will Then you will know that I am the Lord. And when I have opened your graves, O my people, I brought you up from your graves. I will put my spirit in you, and you shall live. I will place you in your own land. Then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken and performed it, says the Lord. He lets us know when he puts his spirit in us, we shall live. When he puts his spirit in us, we have been set free. When he puts his spirit in us, we have hope. So we don't have to walk around fearful of what's going on. We know he'll protect us. When we go out, we ask him to encamp his angels all around us. If we are sick, we ask him to touch us with a healing hand. When we're going through and our mind is all over the place, we ask him to regulate our mind. We ask him to come in and stabilize us so we can do what he needs us to do. So that we can focus on him so that we can live. We, although we may be enclosed right now, we're supposed to live every single day so that God is the one who gets the glory, honor, and praise. And we find out sometimes when we isolate ourselves, when we, when we stay away, we realize that we can do anything we want, saying, well, nobody else can see. But God sees everything that we do, even right now. So we have to understand, we cry out to him and ask him to come into us, put his spirit in us, so that we can live, so that we will live the life he is to live. He said, I will place you in your own land. Well, right now, we're all in our own land, but God is there. We're all in our own land. He's right there every step of the way. He says that you will know I am the Lord. I have spoken it and I'll perform it. God's performing it in our lives right now so that we know that we can trust him every step of the way. And when we trust him, we can move forward. In John, in John chapter 11, we know about Lazarus. It says, a certain man was sick, Lazarus of Bethany, in the town where Mary and his, her sister, and with her sister Martha. It was Mary who anointed the Lord with fragrant oil and wiped his feet with his hair, whose brother, was, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore, the sister sent to him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. When Jesus heard it, he said, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of Man may glorify through it. What's going on right now? So for a majority of people, the sickness is not unto death, but it's getting our attention. Because we don't know which way, people don't know which way to turn, and they think when they hear that you've been diagnosed with it, it's a death sentence. But God lets us know, not all sickness is unto death. And what happened, that Lazarus had died. And Mary and Martha and those around were upset, and were upset that he died and Jesus didn't show up. But you see, God's timing is perfect. Jesus was following God's commandment. Jesus was leaning and depending on God. Then when he got there, Lazarus had been dead four days, buried in the tomb. So we know that after, after one day, the body starts to decay. The body starts to break down. And they were asking, if you had been here when we called you, he would not have died. But Jesus is letting us know, God's time is not our time. When we, when we pray and ask him to move, he's going to move in his time so that he is the one who gets the glory, honor, and praise and all that is taking place. So when Jesus got to the tomb, yes, he, he wept for him. And that's the scripture everybody likes to use. Jesus wept. But we have to understand, he wept because the people did not believe 
what was going to take place. People did not believe that he was the one that was going to do it. Because even he was questioned. He says that I am the resurrection. Because they said, well, we'll see him on the resurrection day. They believed in the resurrection, but they didn't know who they were talking to when he says that I am the resurrection. So when he called forth Lazarus, he called Lazarus, and Lazarus arose. When God speaks to us, something happens inside of us that we should arise and do what he's asking us to do. If the Spirit is living within you, when he calls on us, we can rise. We can go out. We can do. We have to trust him every step of the way. You see, people have gotten off track because they don't think God is hearing us right now. He hears us, but he says, it's going to be in my time. You know, we got, he got on the TV and said, oh, in two weeks we'll be going, we'll, church will be full. That's a show. The church is already full because the church is inside of us. We carry the church wherever we go. So although we may not gather together on, on Resurrection Sunday, we can pray and thank God that he rose us up every single day. That we're able to praise him and thank him for what he's doing. And if God allows us to go back to church, praise God for it. But if he doesn't, we praise God because he lets us know it's in his time, not in man's time. He's not going to turn this into a show. He's going to show us that he's going to lead us and guide us every step of the way and not be afraid. When we are trusting him and the spirit is dwelling in us, he lives inside of us every single day. It's something that we can't turn on and off to suit our whims because people think they can play both sides of the fence. We can't. People are crying and praying right now and we pray that their prayer is genuine so that God will reveal to them what needs to be done so that we can trust him every step of the way and not be afraid. When he's working in our lives, he lets us know we don't have to fear anything that man can do. We, we, we sing the songs, we have to believe it. We study the word, it's more than just reading it, we have to apply it to our lives. When we say we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, is there, do, are we believing that we can do it? Because you see, sometimes we say it, but then we think we have a plan A or a plan B in our back pocket. And God will step back and say, work your plan. And then when you get sick and tired of being sick and tired, come back to me and I will show you that my plan is so much better than whatever you could thought of. My ways are so much better than whatever we could think of. But we have to learn to trust Him every single day. The question that we could, as every day we wake up, Lord, are you living in me? Are you leading me? Are you guiding me? Are you helping me every step of the way? And when we understand He's doing that, we can move forward. We can praise Him right now for what He has done and what He is doing. And we know He's going to work it out day by day and step by step. So whatever report we hear this afternoon, say, Lord, you know. Whatever we hear tomorrow, Lord, you know, because you know our beginning and our end. You know the day or the time. And when we trust him, he's going to be the one who works it out. We just have to ask him to come into our lives. There's so many who are so fearful that they'll have to give up something. What are you doing now? Are you trusting him? Are you leaning dependent on him? Are you still holding on to whatever little plan you may have? When we ask him to come into our lives, we can live the abundant life. We can have hope. We can have joy. We can have peace. All the promises that God has made to us, when he's living inside of us, he reveals them every single day. When he told Abraham, I will bless those who bless you. I will curse those who will curse you. He will make us a great nation. But are we trusting him? When we trust him, he leads us in God's every step of the way. So we don't have to fear what is going on. We use wisdom. We ask God to direct us where we have to go. And if he tells us don't go, don't go. When we take, if we have to take the medicine, 
Lord, is this the right medicine for me? If it is, praise God, take it. But if he tells you to seek another opinion, go get another opinion. He we Everything we ask for, we go to him, he will show us what needs to be done. So when we know that he's living inside of us, we live that life so that others will see something different inside of us. They will see that we don't react the same way. We don't talk the same way. We don't walk the same way. We don't have the fears that they have. And they'll say, what's so different? Then we can tell them that, yes, at one time we were just like you. But now we have met a Savior who has changed our lives. And the Savior has pointed us back to the Father. We said, this is, we're only here temporarily. However long life God gives us on this side of the, on the land, it's up to him. But understand this, we are living to live again. We want to see him face to face. We want to confess him as our Lord and Savior. We want to say, thank you, Lord, that I was a wretch undone. But that day Christ came into my life. Something changed. A switch went on. I felt your presence. You lead me. You guide me. You talk to me. You show me what is right and what is wrong. He will help us every step of the way. But if we're in the flesh, we cannot please the Spirit. If we're in the flesh, we cannot please God. And yes, we are. We walk around in these bodies every single day. And it's a constant battle for us to do right when God's telling us and the spirit and the flesh is weak and it will tell us to do wrong. But if we live in the flesh, we get it right more times than we get it wrong. And when we get it wrong, we know where to go to, who to talk to and confess what is going on. We have to believe this now more than before. He will help us every step of the way. So I ask you, is he living in you? Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. Forever. Amen. Father God, we just give you the glory, honor, and praise. Father God, we know that people are watching online and they may have called on the phone line. Father God, we pray that we've all accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, but there may be one who's yet to accept him and the pardon of their sins. It is not hard, it is not complicated. All you have to do is confess to your mouth and believe in your heart that he is Lord and you shall be saved. So if there is one, you have, I'll leave you the phone number, you can reach me, you can send a message, whatever way you need to, that we can help you in your in your new walk with the Lord and, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We just ask you to just confess Him as your Lord and Savior, that you will turn over a new life to Him. He will lead us and guide us every step of the way, as He led, has led and guided all of us when we came to Him. We know we don't have all the answers, but we can find the answers that we need in Jesus Christ. When we study his word, we find out he has so much more in, st in store for us that we can just trust him every step of the way. He says that he's going to use the foolish to confound the wise. He'll put us in places we can never imagine where we was called right, right, and wrong, wrong to those that we come in contact with. So if there is one, just let them know. Just confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that he is Lord and you shall be saved. There's no if, ands, what's about it. If you have questions, well, I'm willing to sit down and talk with you. I will show you the plan of salvation. All God has in store for you, you can find in His Word. And you'll be surrounded by those who love you and will support you, that will lead you and guide you every step of the way. Father God, you know why this took place and why it happened. 
which has shown us that our ministry is outside the four consecrated walls of the churches we may attend. Father God, you put us out into the highways and byways. We realize discipleship does matter. So, Father God, you're using this opportunity for us to disciple those, to spread the word to those that we come in contact with. You've taken us out of our comfort zone. And yes, we don't know the waters, but we're trusting you every step of the way. All we have to do is continue to focus on Jesus. Let him lead us and guide us every step of the way. Father God, I thank you for this opportunity to share your word with your people and all those who may be watching and listening, Father God. Let your word go forth that it shall not, it will not, it will never return void. Let it not spark in someone that may cry out, what must I do to be saved? And we can tell them. And Father God, let that word dwell in us that it will excite us when we come and we study it, knowing you're speaking directly to us for all the things that we need to know. You're leading us and guiding us. We just thank you for the opportunity to gather this Sunday morning, Father God. We give you the glory, honor, praise for all that is taking place, Father God. We know that you're going to work it all out. We just thank you for this opportunity. And Father God, we pray that we will study your word so that you will dwell in us, lead us and guide us every step of the way. We just thank you for the opportunity. But we ask it in Jesus' name and for his sake we pray. Amen. 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 Amen.